1: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Shooters has Gotta Shoot. I am your co-host, Erica Sparrow. And I'm Molly D'Amelio. And this week's episode is truly, I think, one of our best episodes yet.
0: Yeah, I'm so excited.
1: I'm very, very excited. We have two great guests on. We have Joe List, who's going to be coming on the podcast, who is one of the first people I ever knew that had herpes as well mm-hmm. and was public about it. So very excited to get him to come on, and he's talking about herpes tales from the past. And we have his wife, Sarah Talamash, who does not have herpes. So, twist. yeah, plot twist. <laughs> well, it's, it's something everybody always assumes of, yeah. you know, if you have herpes and you're, you're with someone a very long time and you're not using condoms, et cetera, et cetera, that, that means automatically the other person is going to get it. Mm-hmm. So, not true. We have the proof <laughs> in the pudding here. <laughs> but uh, it's really great. Joe shares his experiences in the past of, you know, disclosing to people and a bunch of other stuff, his mm-hmm. anxieties about it. And it's really just a great episode. I'm very excited for you guys to mm-hmm. hear it. Um, but before we get to our guests, uh we are picking new review winners because the other two people did not contact us yeah so <laughs> out your money yeah so if you want to win 100 bucks leave us a review on itunes we're gonna wait till next week's episode make sure those itunes reviews come through mm-hmm. pick from that batch two more people so you have a chance to win 100 bucks to wherever you want yeah so send your gift card to wherever you want j crew they're going out of business so <laughs> sales on sales they got a lot of sales so 100 will stretch you
0: <laughs> like everywhere has sales right now so uh get choosy <laughs> we're just gonna give you 100 bucks get it get your reviews yeah. yeah i uh actually bought a bikini
1: from j crew <laughs>
0: Uh, is motivation,
1: <laughs> it's like forty degrees today. <laughs> it doesn't matter. The point is, when this is over, or even while we're still in this, <laughs> there will be a warm day. I want to be
0: sun tanning somewhere. I still have all those Hawaiian decorations. We could have a little luau. Yeah,
1: <laughs> we're having a luau in our bikinis. Maybe we'll live stream it on the Patreon. Huh? <laughs> patreoncom slash shooters got to shoot If you want to see this quarantine body. and how we've been holding it up it's been okay (laughs) it's it's not my best so it's been worse yeah you want to you want this body positivity you have to pay for it on the patreon.com slash (laughs) shooters uh i don't know what else we have to plug before we get into our guests
0: uh well if you're not following us on instagram i don't know what the hell hell you're doing so you should check that out yeah man great Uh, content at shooters gotta shoot pod that's and, some great memes and uh funny and us videos. obviously at Sberica and I'm at the guacamole and uh give
1: us your feedback we hear you're listening we appreciate mm-hmm. getting any feedback suggestions for episodes anything you want us to talk about any more questions I I know more herpes people we can have on the pod so <laughs> yeah. if you guys really enjoy this episode interviewing Joe and Sarah uh let us know and we'll get more herpes guests
0: <laughs> you know what also this is like dm city right now and people haven't been sending their dms true yeah send us your dms yeah time to bring back dm corner we got some good stuff going i know you do send them over let mama molly have a look
1: yeah i'll say this too i would count online dating things as dm corner oh for sure yeah right send us one of your openers what's going on what's working no rules in quarantine
0: (laughs) send us what you got
1: all right well we are gonna get into our guests let's do the damn thing we got a two-for-one special for you. So, this comic coming on the podcast, you might have seen her on Comedy Central. She also has a great podcast called The Vag Podcast with Adrian Appellucci. And she recently was on The Late Late Show with James Corden. We have Sarah Talamage. Woo-hoo. Hey. Woo-hoo. Sarah, welcome Thanks to the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. But yeah, before we get going, we also have to introduce your other half.
0: Yeah, it's double trouble tonight, ladies and gentlemen. This next comic you've seen on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon... He also has a great podcast called the mindful metal jacket podcast and you've seen him on netflix the stand-ups it's joe list (laughs) joe list welcome to the welcome to the game Um,
1: (laughs) so we're very excited this is our first couple we are having on the podcast together and real quick up top we mostly thought of doing this episode because when i first was diagnosed with herpes i told only like three people and one was a good comedian friend of mine and he was like oh do you know joe list and i was like well i know of joe and he said well he has mentioned this before on his own podcast your other podcast tuesdays with stories that was out at the time and he was a huge fan and he would send me specific episodes that you would share like a herpes story on the pod and that was so nice to like have someone that you kind of felt you knew that also was just like really open and talking about it so big thank you to joe for being someone that uh talked about it i really appreciated that Oh, thank so you. much. I'm
2: happy to talk about it. I love talking about it. Um, <laughs> you know, funny, I talked about it at a, um, like a, a big, uh, party one time. The Lake Chris Laker did like a fake award show for comedy. And oh, I am? talked about it in front of like everybody in the comedy scene. And then afterwards, Sarah was like, I think that's really great that you talked about that. And I thought that was her way of telling me that she had herpes. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> she's turns out just like a nice person. Um, <laughs> And that was one of the reasons I was like, "Oh, I'll, I should pursue." I also thought she was very funny and pretty, but I was like, "Oh, great!" I think that was like a sign, and so I started pursuing Sarah as a mate because of because she was accepting, of open my to it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's one way to let someone know you're open. You're like, "That's so cool."
3: Um, well, I was at first I was a little bit hesitant, but then I'm I don't know. As date, times go by or whatever, like I remember that sex podcast, Dan Savage, he talked about like how everyone in the 70s had it and it's like no big deal. Yeah. I mean, it's annoying when you have an outbreak. And then I remember I hooked up with a guy that told me he had it afterwards, which isn't the best time to tell you that <laughs> you have herpes. Yeah. But I wasn't super mad and I actually like that he did because I, I think I just pressed it too much. And then nothing really ever happened from it. So... I realize that it's not a thing. I mean, you should practice safe sex, but I realize it's really not that scary of a disease. No, yeah, I mean, happen.
1: especially the times we're in right now. Uh, I would much yeah. rather have herpes than the coronavirus. So <laughs> yeah. hopefully this gives us some points in the herpes department after yeah. all of this.
3: Well, I think more people should talk about it because I've and when you do it as a joke on stage or talk about on stage, the audience gets so tight that it irritates me that you're like, see, this is why people get exposed to it, because we're not talking about it.
1: Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I've uh, just started right before the pandemic was like, let me try my like attempt at any herpes humor on stage and it's partly very frightening so when it doesn't work or you feel they're uncomfortable you're like well am I uncomfortable or are they uncomfortable or is just everybody yeah. <laughs> uncomfortable because <laughs> it's it's truly something you can't see coming from anybody
3: no and then when people get uptight about it or treat it like it's gross I'm like I guarantee you you've had sex with somebody that's had herpes and you didn't know about it oh for mm-hmm. sure probably yeah yeah <laughs> like, there's a ton of people that have it oh yeah Yeah. I mean even if you don't
1: count like if you get cold sores which is the same thing even if you don't count that you still probably have had sex with someone that has herpes
3: yeah yeah
1: you know I guess if it's more than what five people six people what is the number one of six
3: I thought it was one out of four
1: I think it's pretty high I think if you're not counting cold sores it's like one out of six
3: okay I believe
1: I I mean let's put it this way if you slept with 10 probably one of them in there (laughs) had
3: it yeah Um, yeah definitely
1: well that was actually one of our questions we have for you was um, if you guys were friends before you started dating and, and how did you meet because everybody loves love you know you guys are married now two three years
2: we've been married for three almost three years obviously yeah. three years yeah um, yeah we knew each other just as comics we were just two comics and I had I had a girlfriend I like guess kind of a serious girlfriend when I met Sarah And then that is still going on.
4: (laughs) um, (laughs) Not a (laughs) problem.
2: But no, and then we we broke up, obviously. And then um, Sarah lived two blocks away and we were friends. And eventually it was one of those things of like, I guess we could have sex. That would be something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, No,
3: that was basically it. We just started hanging out. I always thought Joe was really nice. And I was just like, I just want to be with someone that's really nice. (laughs) Don't we all? (laughs) Um, What?
2: Looks didn't matter. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Um,
2: But yeah, and then Sarah got me a birthday card and was like, anytime you want to hang out, like just we can hang out or something. And once again, I was like, I read (laughs)
4: you.
2: And again, she was being nice, but. But yeah, yeah, we were definitely, we were frat. We kind of hung out a good amount of, uh, here and yeah, there. Yeah, a good amount. Yeah, we kind of had mutual friends. Um,
1: well, I was going to say, when you wrote the card with the note of we could hang out anytime? was that when Joe still had the girlfriend or no?
3: I think he had broken up because the reason why I knew Jo was hanging out with Joe a lot more, he had broken up and that's why he moved into the apartment two blocks away from me. Uh,
0: uh, okay. Yeah. Was yeah. it a move
3: or were you just being nice? Yeah, how nice I are you, Sarah? I think i was being nice i was always open to it i was kind of like i was i think about one or two years sober and so i was kind of in the feeling of like i'm just hanging out with people that i find to be good people mm, okay okay yeah. and so i, I thought joe was in that category or he is in that category
1: i mean sober or not i'm like i think i feel like so that's wrong. what we all should do <laughs> that's yeah. a pretty good little time I'm like we should hang out with people that are good people yeah. well,
0: <laughs> write that one down
2: it does probably take a long time in life to realize like why don't i hang out with people that are nice <laughs> i feel like dealing with that At, i'm 38 and i'm still like maybe that person i don't need to hang out with them as much
4: oh
3: yeah <laughs> Well, it's like, I don't know. I can't speak for guys, but I feel like a lot of girls that I know, especially myself, like, especially in my 20s, you date guys that actually, if you think about it, you're like, I don't really think he liked me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can relate to that. (laughs) (laughs) They don't even enjoy your company. I think they just keep you around because they don't want to be alone, and then they like the occasional sex. But, like, there are times where I'm like, When I think back on several of my relationships, I'm like, that guy hated me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, also the occasional sex I feel like for women is also the, if you've already slept with the person, there's like a lot of kind of, self-consciousness of like if you slept with a new person you're like upping your number mm-hmm. like i think you're also less likely to kind of be like oh i don't have to keep having sex with this one person yeah. <laughs> yeah oh
3: that whole thing about keeping your number low that's always like what a disgusting thing i say who cares and that's such a young girl's game that when you hit i think in your 30s you realize nobody cares
0: yeah yeah
1: mm-hmm. or 30s you're more like now that i know what good sex is i just care that it's good i don't <laughs> yeah, really care yeah. how many people yeah. it happens with i'll just stop it when it's not good <laughs> whereas before you're like it'll be over in a minute we can just ride this out yeah.
3: <laughs> but it's also like i i know couples that waited forever to have sex they got divorced i know couples that had sex the very first night they date had a date and they're still right. together that you're like it doesn't matter if you like each other, you like each other. And I don't, I just feel like if you're trying to keep your number low, I don't know.
2: Give you up know that pussy is what i yeah, trying I'm, to say.
3: Have fun, be safe, and make healthy choices.
1: Well, I was going to say, one of the, um, uh, we're actually going to talk about this in our next episode. is this book that we're currently reading. And one, one of the main things is talking about like your attachment to people mm-hmm. and things like that. And it's like, it's, it's something, too, of, like, your story sounds like it wasn't crazy complicated in the beginning, which is no. what, like, this book tells us. is like, it doesn't, it's not supposed to be this crazy love story like you see in the movies. So like it's <laughs> When someone actually likes you and it's working is when it's not that exciting.
0: Yeah, there shouldn't be any yeah. drama.
1: Yeah, no. you're like, I called him because I wanted to, and then he answered because he wanted to, and now <laughs> and we're we liked- married. <laughs>
3: yeah, and we liked hanging out with each other.
2: Yeah, I had that issue with, like, my previous girlfriend, which sounds funny saying that because it was, like, 11 years ago now but i uh it was more than that i guess it was 11 12. uh but she i was like on stage at caroline's and i was bombing and she was like a one person laughing and i was like whoever's laughing i'm in love with you and i had this (laughs) whole of like i told this girl i loved her even before i met her this is like this like out of a movie Uh... and so kind of like i'm like a romantic guy so i kind of like kept this on my mind like this is meant to be and then it ended up i ended up marrying a person that was like, yeah, that was like a person I knew. She lived close. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we so like, Never fought a lot. Yeah.
2: Wow. We can't break up. We have the same train station. It'll be weird. <laughs> um,
4: that's, that's actually, like more... oh, sorry.
2: No, that's like more reality. And then like the relationship grows. You put work in and then that like, gets better. And then you're like, oh, that worked out great. You don't need a story. People ask us our story. We're like we don't have one. We're friends.
1: yeah your story's like she gave me a birthday card which which i wasn't sure if it was a friend or more but shot a shot after i guess (laughs) um i was gonna say joe so you had a girlfriend before sarah i mean i'm I'm sure you had many girlfriends not just one uh but was that person like one of the only people you had to go through like disclosing that you had herpes too
2: no so i got it after that girlfriend after we broke up i went just Insane. My behavior in gen- not just sexually, but just in general. And then I only had to tell one woman, oh kind of, kind of two. Sarah, I told in public at a show, <laughs> yeah, I was doing a speech about having herpes, which just bombed, by the way. I was really <laughs> Man,
3: everyone was like, "Jesus!" Very vulnerable. <laughs> um, yeah, you have there's a, there's- a correlation between
1: bombing and then. Liking the one woman that
2: didn't, that thought it was good. Yeah. Yeah. It really was my first foray, and to be like, I'll just tell her on purpose. That'll be funny. And people were like, Jesus. (laughs) 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 So I have two stories. One woman, I was, this is kind of a funny story to me. I kind of went out with her on like a date, and I was having an outbreak at the time. Early on, I was still drinking. So I was having outbreaks all the time, and I couldn't afford Uh uh, Valtrex or anything. So I was having an outbreak when we went on the first date and the first couple dates. So every night the date would end and I would just be like, okay, well, good night. It was fun. And she thought I was like this real gentleman. Cause I kept not making any <laughs> moves and being like, we better not. And I think she saw me as like this guy and I am a gentleman, I think, but like I would have tried to have had sex with her if I wasn't having an outbreak.
1: Yeah, or at so some point.
4: Really,
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, ending the date really conservatively, and you could tell that she was like, boy, this guy's like old-fashioned, you know? <laughs> and was, um, outbreak subsided, and then when we first hooked up, I said, I have to tell you I have therapies, and her response was, well, it's not ideal. Um, <laughs> which I okay. Was sweet, and, and we wore a condom and everything, and it was fine. We only hooked up a few times. And then there was one other, and She was so she was pretty accepting and nice, um and then there was one other girl or woman i should say we were in bed and we had been drinking and i said i have herpes and she responded horribly she was like oh that's gross that's so gross oh sure.
1: Oh my god
2: and you said you were in so... bed
1: like it was like you're about to hook up
2: and we you... were clothed but we were like we had been making out yeah like out. it's we getting back heated back. yeah yeah we were back in our apartment, and. Um, it was so fascinating to me or interesting to me because I'm like, well, you are doing everything you do to get herpes except I'm considerate.
4: <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> True. You're mean to be inconsiderate away from having herpes.
3: Yeah, you're right. Doing,
2: you're doing it. Um, so it was weird to be like, yuck. <laughs> and I was like, mm. oh,
1: right.
3: What a mean person.
2: It was really uh, straight. I mean, she could have been like, oh, I'd rather not have sex then.
1: Yeah, uh, or I need some yeah. time to think about it. There's many things i mean some
3: research i mean
1: there might be something of you know it literally might just be like because you're a man and it's a woman she didn't really think so much about your feelings or i don't i don't know i would i would be surprised as a girl if a guy said that to me and then also anytime i've told someone the first thing they say is i can't believe you told me (laughs) which also partly makes you be like Maybe I shouldn't be sleeping with this person. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, what are you not telling me? Yeah. And you're like, wow, oh, we're gonna be nice and honest.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was uh, strange and like a little hurtful, but like, I didn't know her, so I wasn't overly hurt. I was just kind of yeah. like, oh, this lady seems mean. And then when it was time for Sarah and I to hook up, that sounds funny to say when it was time, but like <laughs> I already no, I'd already told her whatever eight months earlier. So um, that was the only really two incidents of me telling somebody
1: yeah, one no. good one bad that's not bad
2: yeah
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> also the herpes thing wasn't the major thing that i was like it wasn't even a thing that i was having reservations about it was at the time i was sober and joe had just had he was still drinking and he had one incident that i thought was <laughs> like
2: I, shit hmm. a, I blacked out and shit in a girl's shoe <laughs> <laughs>
1: And oh, wait, this is yeah. while you're dating or before you're dating?
2: Before we were dating. It her. was
3: about a few months beforehand and I was wondering, I was like, I don't I don't know if I should be dating a guy that is still drinking and not just drinking but accidentally shitting in somebody's shoe. <laughs> yeah.
2: I was, uh, herpes was the least of my problems. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I had, a, I had a drinking problem. But that was not a norm. that was not a, a, a recurring problem. That no, no, one. no. That was a one-off. <laughs> by the way, that lady was very accepting of that. She was more accepting than the other Yeah, ladies. girls
3: are nice most of the time.
2: Yeah. I chalk it up. She was 22, so I think she was kind of like, that was crazy. I think if she had been like 40, she might have shot me.
1: <laughs> yeah, 22 is <laughs> yeah, like, oh, I got a, I got a hot story for brunch. Yeah. 40 yeah, is yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I pay for everything in this apartment. so <laughs> yeah.
3: I'm, I'm mad. <laughs>
0: Um, So, uh, Joe, you said that you were having more outbreaks when you were drinking. Is there a correlation between drinking and having outbreaks?
2: I think so. I think because it just messes with your immune system. Like, I was Mm. so reckless. I was also like... You're not sleeping a lot. My sleep was messed up, and I was always drunk and stressed. So, I think... I mean, I haven't read up on it in a while, but I think I remember that being one of the things. Is that like drinking and just is messing with your body in general. So, and I was eating shit. And I think also when it's newer, I think you have more outbreak or more severe outbreaks because your body is like, what the hell is this? Like, I don't know about you, but my first, the initial outbreak I had was insane. Like it mm-hmm. went on for, like almost three weeks and it was horrifically painful and depressed. like my back hurt and I had you get um,
3: like gland problems. Yeah, my here, glands right? were all
2: swollen in my neck and back. Like you could t- like almost like covid where your your body is like we have no idea what is happening here. Um it yeah, was horrible.
1: there's a high correlation I know of stress. But I think right. it partly depends on the person, but usually stress and it is true of the longer you have herpes the less likely you are to not only have outbreaks but like pass it on to another person.
2: Yeah. So, and now I also have, so I take, I have ValTrax for, it's expensive. I don't have health insurance, but so I take it like the first sign of an outbreak, I'll take right. it and it knocks it out pretty fast. Like from mm-hmm. what I understand, if you take it to suppress it like daily, it's almost like you don't even have it. I mean, I'm not saying people shouldn't tell people or whatever, but I never, I take it only if um, I'm having an outbreak or whatever. And it's like a couple days later, it just is like zapped out. Yeah, uh, I have health yeah.
1: insurance and I was, I was taking the daily when I first got it because it, I was just so afraid of like, because the first outbreak is brutal. So you're partly freaking out of like, I just don't want to have to go through that again because it literally affects like walking around and we have to walk everywhere in New York. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also it was this thing of like, you're I was so afraid to ever give it to somebody. So I was like, well, I have to take the daily meds. And then I had something of like, I think it was because I turned 26. So I had to redo my insurance and I couldn't get like a refill so i just stopped taking it and i was fine and i had a lot of a couple of friends i joined this like herpes support group and a bunch of them just tried not taking it and they were like oh i've been fine they're like now nah, i just have like a bottle of supply for like emergency cases um and i've kind of just been doing that rule of thumb since um and it's been fine
0: because like, you said it doesn't change like on the percentage your ability to like pass it to someone it, it's only by uh, like, if you're one using percent condoms so. no okay not really. Okay.
1: So yeah, but it's yeah, it's really the percentage really like barely changes. The meds yeah. are the best thing you can do, but
2: yeah, it's. Weird. I mean, we we think Sarah has like super immunity because <laughs> I don't mean, I <laughs> this other guy I'd never heard of, but yeah. I mean we've been having sex for years and Sarah has not had an outbreak that we know of. So um
3: yeah, you know. I don't have. I never had. It any initial sign or any huge pain i did have cold sores when i was a kid and i had shingles which is all the same kind of virus Mm -hmm. i don't know
2: but yeah so sarah has evidently is immune (laughs) i'm (laughs) trying so hard to give it to her
1: (laughs) well that was something too i was wondering is sarah have you had people just assume that you had herpes just because they knew you've been dating joe for a while
3: i guess i wouldn't it doesn't really come up in conversation because you know i'm I'm not sleeping around with other people. <laughs> Fair. I'm <laughs> sure you. if Joe and I broke up, and if I was, I think that would be. A th- I think that would be the assumption. Right.
1: because yeah. I've had people say that to me as a question. They're like, oh, that means Sarah has it, right? Sarah Talamash. and I'm like, yeah. Mm. I'm like, as far as I know, she actually doesn't. So, if anything, I'm like, you guys are kind of an example I've used amongst like, comedians. I'm like, actually, Sarah still doesn't have it. So, high chance you can't get it if you're being careful. Yeah, okay.
2: I want to. I want to know who these goddamn people are. Asking about my life. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think like early on, for sure, I was having outbreaks like all the time, and I think it was because like I was stressed and oh, I'm stressed now still, but like. I was boozed up and just a maniac. I think that my um, my outbreaks definitely went down after I stopped drinking. I might have also been more relaxed and stuff.
0: Did trying to like cut down your outbreaks was that part of the reason you started or you stopped drinking?
2: Um, not really, not directly. I mean, I was just so. I mean, I was a mess and so many. I mean, I shit in the girl's <laughs> shoe and I was like. Constantly. I mean, like, I just was, a I hated myself is the main reason I quit drinking. I just had a great disdain for myself. But that was one of the things was like, God, I'm such a reckless person. That was definitely on my mind. I still feel that way now when I have an outbreak. It's like, oh man, I was
4: such a maniac.
1: <laughs> I mean, I wasn't an alcoholic when I got herpes type thing, but if anything, like getting it still made me just like reevaluate every part of my life of like, Erica, you need to get it together. <laughs> and it was like, you already kind of have it. I was like, you're not a bad person. You're not doing like bad things, but it just makes you, it makes you just basically feel like you fucked up your life in a way. Yeah, was how I, I felt I, when I first got it.
3: I'll get that. Like, even if I have like a yeast infection, you just like feel so dirty and feel like a loser.
2: Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, it's really not like, it's not like some insane just like i was i would drink and drive and mm. you know i was like a vandal i would break shit and uh so like having herpes is like the least of the issues of like that doesn't make you a bad person just like you had sex with somebody that had herpes it's not really a crazy it's not a big deal you know
3: oh yeah and then jo- joe showed me what it looks like and i'm like that's it like now
4: it's when, adorable it's,
3: yeah you're like <laughs> so cute It's not like this insanely gross thing that you would see on Google Images.
2: Yeah, that's... You you attend a Google Image, and Google Image has like the craziest examples. So you're like, wow. But I will say, I don't want to get too graphic and gross to out. My first outbreak was extremely unpleasant. I mean, it was...
1: Yeah, which is also... I mean, I don't know if you felt this way of like... I mean, well, how did you react when you first got it? Did Did you freak out? Was it kind of like, oh, just another thing?
2: It was interesting at first i was freaking out because well first it was like i mean it was kind of like all over so it was just red and like raw and i kind of was that at first you try to be like i didn't know that much about her because i felt like i was indestructible because i was a drunk idiot and
4: <laughs> then i thought
2: i had just recently had sex and she had like a shaved vagina so i thought oh maybe it's like burnt like um beard burn like rug burn <clears throat> from like you know stubble But then I was like, "That's not how sex works." (laughs) on her, you know. I was like, "How would that make sense?" And it didn't occur to me until someone was like, "That sounds like herpes," and immediately I was like, "Oh, I bet that's what it was." And I started googling it, and immediately I was like, "That's a hundred percent what it is." And I remember pretty quickly accepting it because I was like, "There's nothing I can do." Like. I find that actually easier to deal with than when, because I'm like a, a bit of a hypochondriac and I have OCD and all this stuff. So I find that easier to deal with. Like I always think it would be easier to be diagnosed with cancer than it is to think that you have it. Not that it's better. Obviously having cancer would be worse than not having cancer. Yeah. But the idea of like, this is what you have, and now you have to deal with it, to me is easier than that worrying what it is and freaking out. So I remember thinking pretty clearly like, all right, I got that. I can't.
3: There's nothing I can do about it. No, yeah. Now you have to live with it.
2: So you just kind of start dealing. So I kind of accepted it pretty quick. I wasn't happy about it. It was bum. It was a bummer. And also, like we said, it was very painful. Like I remember running home to like change out of jeans and put on like loose sweatpants. Mm-hmm. Um,
4: That's sad. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was horrible. Um, but
2: I also remember thinking like, all right, I got that. What can you do? And I do remember thinking like. I get my life together, but I didn't for a while. (laughs) Um,
0: Did you use anything to help you kind of cope and wrap your head around it, or were you just really, like, immediately able to deal with it? Like, Erica said she listened to, like, your podcasts and did a lot of other research on her own.
2: No, I kind of didn't, but at that time, I was, like, self-medicating so much. I just Mm -hmm. drank more. Uh, I just booze and i would read online and kind of um i heard about forums and stuff um but i didn't pursue i mean at that time again i was like really out of control with my drinking and just kind of a, a, my thinking and drinking were off mm-hmm. i remember like just kind of self being like all right i'm fine i told my mother i remember calling my mother oh, really just, yeah and just being like I, I didn't have anyone that was like closer to and then i would talk to all my friends about it i was just kind of that helped to actually be open with like buddies about it. Um,
1: Do you know how soon after getting it that you like told your mom and friends, was it only like two good friends at first? Was it, I mean, you told the story of you told a room full of (laughs) comedians, but I assume you told like individually a few people before.
2: Yeah. I told a few people before, I mean the the group, it wasn't until I think like six months later or something like that or five months later. Um, But yeah, I just told a few like close friends, and my mom and it was just it definitely felt it was definitely a low point in my life like i felt that shame because of the physical uh pain and visual of it like every time mm-hmm. you go to the bathroom, and like again i don't want to get too gross but like at the beginning it's blisters that would pop and then they yeah. would stab over and then when that would come off it would be like a fresh blister it just that process kept going
4: mm-hmm.
1: and you have um, it's type two that you have
2: I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. I have type I never...
1: one, but I have it genitally. And oh, I think type two is even more painful from yeah. people I know with both or anything I've read. So, I mean, especially you had a, your initial outbreak, you had no Valtrex. Like even upon telling friends, I was like hoping that you were about to be like, oh, I found out some of my friends had it too. Because I've had health insurance and had friends that didn't and then they had an outbreak and then I've given them Valtrex or like I went and got a prescription no, I to had, give it to them.
2: No, I didn't have anything. And then I ended up going eventually after like a couple of weeks, I went to the food clinic in Chelsea mm-hmm. and they gave me, uh, the lady called me a baby. She was like Eastern European. She was like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I was freaking out. Cause I have all this anxiety. And she was like, your baby, your baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she gave me some pills and that helped finally. But then, like, I just had no, I, was, I felt pretty, like, rudderless in my life. I had no idea of what to do or where to go. Yeah. So I just kind of
1: self-medicated a lot. Yeah, especially I had, like, the high dosage, like, horse pill size ones on my initial outbreak. And I remember taking them, but it still was, like, four or five days that you still have it. So it's, yeah. like, it was really, like, a, at least a full week till I felt somewhat normal. Mm-hmm. And I was taking, like, the giant dosage of it. So I'm, like, imagining you with nothing. And I'm, like, oh, yeah, how long would that take for your body to fight it off basically and heal and that sounds it sounds like it was like a month for you
2: yeah it felt like close to a month and then it it felt like i had like other outbreak it was just horrible and i remember thinking if this wasn't permanent if it was just this it's the worst thing i've ever dealt with right um so it was yeah it was pretty rough like now i'm like looking back and putting myself there mentally and i'm like oh that was brutal
1: and, uh, <laughs> sorry to do that to <laughs> you uh,
2: no, uh, I also got it on Christmas Eve it was Christmas Eve was when I was like realizing oh. yeah it was pretty brilliant it was like a gift that keeps on giving
1: oh man that's even that's a situation sad. even if you did have health insurance if you're like home with family I would be like well I can't just if you're like I need to go to a walk-in or ER they would be like why it, you know everyone would be in your business like oh yeah. my gosh I would... Yeah, it
2: was weird. I, de- I remember that New Year's Eve which was like a few days later I was doing a show in Cape Cod, the Cape Cod comedy club and my whole family came down. And I remember like immediately after the show, running back to my hotel and putting like hiking pants, like, you know, like, yeah, warm pants on. And then everyone was kind of like, what? <laughs> and I was like, don't worry about it. I get it. I hate jeans.
4: <laughs> 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 like you
2: need space. Like you need to like, yeah. breathe, you know, it's bad. Oh for um, sure. But yeah, it's much, much better now.
1: It's fine. Which, um, real quick, hot tip for people. Uh, When I had my outbreak, I found, uh, they said to fill a water bottle with water and freeze that. Because, like, the shape of it is very easy to, like, place between your legs. To use for an ice pack. Oh. So, for for both people. Pro tip. (laughs) Pro tip. (laughs) I read it on some blog. I don't know. But, well, because there's all these products that try to, you know, sell you that are, like, herpes specific. And I remember the support group I went to, a therapist ran it. And she tried to once kind of sell us this like it was like the shape of like an underwear to like and it would insert into the specific underwear that you would put on that was just this ice pack and i remember shattering her sales pitch with like yeah i read this thing just to freeze a water bottle i did that that was good and everyone's like oh okay (laughs) but but products like that annoy me because i'm like well that's just you're just trying to prey on people this is just a different type of ice pack
0: (laughs) um sarah i'm curious when you first started dating Joe or like thinking that you're like considering dating him did you have any friends that might have tried to like warn you not to or like might have said something to you knowing that he had herpes no I didn't have anything like that
2: okay I I didn't have any friends
1: no no one was talking to me at that time
3: I don't know. It's so weird because they always talk about like when you date somebody, just like all the red flags in the beginning. And I feel like Joe had a lot, but I feel like I'm such an, it feels like such an outlier situation that I ignored all of them and it worked out really well for me. <laughs> 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 like he was drinking and then he had herpes and that's not like a red flag. But when I was, I would tell there was this one girl I worked with at the bar. She was at like kind of shitty about it and i just ignored her because i was just like well joe's so nice and i like being around him that it didn't matter to me mm. so i didn't really have any nobody was that no one close to me was that bad about it
2: i'm getting a lot of resentments on this podcast <laughs> uh, this lady, yeah. the purple guy whoever you're asking you <laughs>
1: well i was gonna say the you know i always felt like It's interesting to have a male perspective on herpes Mm because from the woman's side, right, it feels like bringing that conversation up before having sex is partly almost asking, like, what are we and where is this going to somebody? Because they sit there and they're like, even if they're kind of cool about it, they're more likely to be cool about it if they, like, want to actually date you and be with you. Like, and guys kind of have almost like the relationship card, you know? Like you telling someone you have herpes, they might read as like, oh, he really cares about me and he's concerned about me. And, you know, or women will be basically be more willing to at least stick around for a minute, even if ultimately they still decide, hey, you know what? I'm not cool about the herpes thing. Like they're not as quick, I think, to run to the door. Mm -hmm. So like in your case, Sarah, too, you're like, yeah, he has herpes, but like he actually treats me nice. And I've dealt with so many assholes. (laughs) (laughs) that I'm just so happy to have this nice guy (laughs) that I enjoy hanging out with
3: i had a friend growing up i remember she was one of the first people that told me to have it and she had i felt like her life was fine she had a nice relationship that i was like you can you i've seen examples where i know people that had it that are in full healthy relationships and it's not a, a, an obstacle
4: mm-hmm.
2: yeah i feel like guys benefit from the amount of Horrible, horrible men.
4: <laughs> like, you do. I'm like,
2: I want herpes, and you're like, yeah, but he doesn't hit me, and he doesn't watch porn, so... <laughs> 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 just a, a fucking, like a slew of shit bags that you're like, herpes isn't so bad. I can I, deal with that.
3: Well, I do say like when guys are like, I can't, all the girls want hot guys, I'm like, just wait around till like you're 30 when they've been through shit, and they'll come around, and they'll be more responsible in their relationships Mm, like we pick a lot of bad people
1: (laughs) (laughs) well especially i have one friend that got divorced and he was dating that girl for like i think like eight years total married for like two and he's like i haven't been dating since like dating apps and all this stuff even just dming someone on instagram and he was like what the hell have men been doing out here? <laughs> He's yeah. like, These women are like scarred or shocked when I do anything nice or just am considerate. Like, <laughs> like he was like, I even told the girl I didn't want to see her again, but I had a nice time. And she was so
3: thankful that I rejected
1: yeah. her that's and didn't so nice just disappear. <laughs> exactly, yeah,
3: Yeah. well, no, I feel like as you get older, you guys know how to say that. It's, that's true that like guys also are better when they're a little bit older too. Yeah, well, they say that, like, the maturity for a
0: guy, like, they have to be quite a bit older than a girl for it to, like, line up in their <laughs> maturity,
3: right? Yeah, but I also feel like guys get older don't really need you to be that attractive. It's not the focus point as much anymore that they'd rather be with somebody that they like hanging out with.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would like to think so.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Sarah's older than me, by the way. Sarah's four years older than me, so oh, she's, really? very, oh. she's very immature.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say one of my favorite bits Sarah has is about getting married at an older age than most people, and you and you basically say, "I thought I was gonna have to be a girl that didn't believe in marriage."
3: <laughs> oh yeah, I did think that. You know that joke doesn't really do that well most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I oh. love
1: it. <laughs>
2: There was a theory. Uh, Seinfeld has a theory in the movie comedian where he talks about your years into comedy is approximately your maturity level. Like if you're mm-hmm. doing comedy five years, you're a five year old. And Sarah and I did start doing comedy at the same time, so we're both like 19 year olds. Yeah. So I'm we sure. at the <laughs> level, by that by that scale, we're around the same maturity level. If you believe Jerry Seinfeld.
0: <laughs> I'd say it counts. Um, So we get a lot of questions from listeners. And one of the big ones that we get, Joe, is how do you tell someone you have herpes?
3: Um, On stage. (laughs) (laughs) So
0: become a comedian.
2: Everyone that you work with. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's interesting because, like I said, I've only had to tell two people. This is my advice uh, for a woman if she wants to tell someone and still get laid the girl that told me she had herpes, we were already like naked, making out, fooling around. And she was like, I have, she said, time out. She did like the timeout sign <laughs> for a man. Like for, once you have decided like, oh, I'm, I'm going to have sex. You have to, but you realize you're going to have sex. Um, I don't want this to come off weird. Once you realize like I'm about to have sex. She could have been like, I put a bunch of razor blades inside of my I would have been like, all right, well, let's just see what happened. Like
3: I know guys don't care. She told me so late
2: in the process that like, if she had told me at dinner, maybe I would have been like, ah, let me think she just told me late. And I was like, no problem. I don't care. But, um, so that's one way, (laughs) but. Yeah. I don't know. It is tricky. Like the, the one woman I told we had already been on several dates and we were back in her bedroom. I, to me, it seemed like don't say anything until it's imminent that you're going to fool around. But Mm -hmm. I would also suggest doing it before. Like the woman that told me I would not do it last second. So to me, it was like, we were back at her in her bedroom, like sitting on her bed, making out or something Mm that I was like, I gotta just tell you this thing. Mm -hmm. and I think if you approach it nicely I mean they can make their decision it sucks if they don't want to have sex with you for that reason or maybe they don't want to then they think about it but if they it probably wasn't going to work out as a relationship Um, casually having sex I don't I don't know I would just say it and hope for the best and you gotta accept their answer whatever it is or hope obviously. they have it <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they're all after, like herpy dating sites which is nice because then you kind of know
3: that is nice
2: but um yeah it's tricky but also you can explain like if we wear a condom and we can just be safe i think if you're wearing a condom and taking um a suppressant it's pretty l- really low chances
1: yeah it's that's when it's one percent i believe it's actually yeah. less than 1% is like the results of whatever study.
0: It's like better than birth control. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know a guy that
2: recently had a thing and he went to the doctor and the doctor was like, you don't even like, he's like, if you're taking the suppressant and you're wearing condoms, like you don't even need to tell the person. Like that's how, um, whatever, how, how secure a condoms plus suppressant. And then like, we had sex with a condom for a long time. And then eventually it became a discussion of like, if we're going to be together, Forever, I would like, I mean, I feel like I presented it pretty like, I don't want to have sex with a condom on for the rest of my life. That's mm-hmm. unpleasant. And, um, I don't know. I don't know. What was that process for you?
3: Um, I think I was hesitant cause it feels like I was putting my health on the line, but then I understood from Joe's perspective of like, I mean, we were several years in.
2: We were, I think we were engaged.
3: I didn't know it was before that. Oh, maybe. That I was like, but we had talked about marriage anyway. So I knew that we were on the right track or we were heading in that direction. So it was a thing where I was like, I know we can't keep going down this line of having condom sex and I get it. So I I just, you know, took a chance and then he's always pretty, he's always honest with me when he has an outbreak and we kind of chill out and then he takes Veltrex. And I knock on wood. I haven't had any signs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So So, who knows? I know it's it's really (laughs) hard. But I think you do. You end up in in the relationship that I I don't really picture most couples that if one has it, they're just having condom sex for like twenty years. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to be fifty
2: two and married twenty three years and (laughs) going yes. (laughs) um but i get i mean I, I also yeah it does it's it sucks i My... mean w- women are taking all of the risks in sex it's a bad deal you guys got
1: yeah women are more likely to get herpes
3: than men too herpes thing.
2: pregnant yeah all that fun stuff well... right. yeah you guys got a,
4: the whole
3: <laughs> got it all. all the responsibility um, no, but it, I remember I was trying to write a joke cause I was like, can we wait until my comedy career is better? Cause I didn't want to be a waitress with herpes. <laughs> 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 that joke never did well. And then when I talk about herpes on stage, that's when the crowd gets weird. So I just dropped it. <laughs> <laughs> I um,
1: mean, I like that. That's, yeah. that's a good motivation. I guess you're like, no, um, I'm going to be a comedian with herpes. Just comedian, yeah. <laughs> not comedian with the day job.
4: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> like, yeah, it's definitely tricky. That is, that to me becomes like the least pleasant part of it is having to tell somebody um but you know it's like anything else you know you're adults and i guess you gotta yeah you gotta i mean you gotta do it so it's like there's no i mean you can not do it but that's really shitty um and i think could even you can get like sued i think for that can't you or something or did i or not
3: that? disclosing I
1: think you technically can, but there's like a couple loopholes within it. <clears throat> like it has to prove that you like the person lost out on work or something. Like it needs to be uh. proven that it impacted them specifically. I think financially is a big one, but I, I know that there's a weird loophole cause I looked it up when, cause the person <laughs> that gave me herpes, I asked them if they had any STDs or ever had any STDs and they said no. And then I got it a week later and it was like, this is clearly from this person. It was the only person I slept with like in a year or something like so but there's legally something of like I asked him and if he knew and didn't disclose to me after I asked I had grounds to sue not only on that but also because I was a temp at the time and I had to miss two days of work so I Mm. technically missed out on getting paid because I would only get paid if I was there
4: right so
1: but it was something like I looked on New York State and I think it was like I think it was like the max fine you can get was like eight grand or something it was like six to ten grand, that range. And I thought about like, well, I don't know how much a lawyer costs, but I feel like even if I hired one, I would spend more money on the lawyer than actually getting money from this person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, this doesn't feel worth it. You know,
3: I think Jim Carrey got sued for doing that.
1: There's actually uh, weirdly a lot of comedians that have paid off people like settled out of court type thing. Robin Williams Entertainment is one in general Jim Carrey. I think Usher I not a comedian but um yeah. there's one more but there there's a whole R. thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, well that uh, the R. Kelly doc. By the time they were like also he has herpes, everyone's like, who cares? Do you see yeah. what he's doing to these women? Like weirdly I was like, that's kinda makes herpes look better than other <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. It's like I hope when when the coronavirus docs eventually come out, they're like, well, in other news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Herpes stigma is on the decline um, <laughs> or something, but um, I don't know. We like to do like a fun one, I guess, to wrap this up. Uh, uh, what would you guys say is the best piece of da- dating advice that you've ever received?
2: Wow. Boy, let me think about that. <laughs> I feel like I was such a maniac. I was never like
4: God. dating.
2: I was getting, I would get drunk and try to fuck <laughs> or um <laughs> Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like there was never a time. I never used like sites. There was never a time where I was like going out to dinner. Like I was, I was pre Bumble and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So I don't, nobody ever advised me. I feel very, I I have to say
3: like, (laughs) I feel like my parents never gave me advice dating. They were so like, there's times that they should have been like, you should not be dating this person, but they Mm -hmm. still never stepped in. But like, no, I never really got... I feel like I never got advice. <laughs>
2: we're, not, we're not end fun and then we're just ending up sad. Of like, nobody ever helped us.
3: Well, I remember bartending at... It was at Midtown. This was in, at some hotel. And I'd always get... People would come in there and talk to me all the time and just spill their life. And this lady was married for the second time. And she said she was really happy in her second marriage. And she told me what her mom had said is marry someone that likes you slightly more than you like them. Ooh. I've heard this. From yeah, I've people. heard that before too. And it's, it's always someone a that's
1: divorced. <laughs> yes, just a little bit more. <laughs> it's always someone that's like, don't be the one that loves more, honey. Look where I am. And you're like,
3: okay. And <laughs> like, wow. I didn't sound like I follow that advice, but I remember being like, wow, that was, I thought that was a really, I've never heard that. And there was yeah. part that, that makes sense to me. Like for ladies, you're just told like find somebody that adores you.
1: Well, that's I mean, we read books for this podcast and there's this one that it's like you're literally just saying like get a man that's going to like do whatever to get you. But at no point is it like also you should like him. you should should be be enjoying this too yeah like i'm like it's easy to do these rules of like don't accept a date after this day and 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 don't call them back like like there's crazy things it'll say and i'm like well that's you indirectly do that when you don't like a person (laughs) yeah yeah yeah.
4: (laughs) my my advice, be friends
2: my advice would be there's like a saying of like people uh let you know who they are like make sure you listen like i remember yeah that previous girl i was talking about like we were hooked up like twice and i was like in love with her and she was like oh i'm not gonna live in new york i'm, not, I'm just going to school here
4: um... and i'm gonna be
2: like whatever dude <laughs> and then she left and i was like what <laughs> and it's like kind of like oh yeah she 100 kept saying like i don't we're not gonna be together and yeah. i was like ah you're crazy yeah uh, so my advice is to listen but nobody ever told me that i had to like i had to learn all that um, <laughs> i feel like billy joel right now <laughs> like, you got to kind of figure it out on your own but
3: yeah. yeah i know i do feel like um that you're yeah you're told that yeah yeah
2: yeah nobody helped me <laughs>
1: <laughs> i feel like the good version would be like uh you should probably be with someone that you're not worried if they love you yeah. Like, yeah, instead of being like I clearly love them more, it's like I just,
3: just be your, yeah. do what you want to do, and if it works, then it works. But if it doesn't, like you should never like become someone else to fit a relationship. yeah
1: yeah Yeah, that's how i feel
0: yeah that's what we kind of end up wrestling with in all these books it's like do this do that it's like well that's not me so (laughs) when i finish this book like he's gonna figure it out because i have nothing else to do (laughs) yeah you're like how
1: long could i keep up this facade of always in a good mood (laughs) (laughs) never upset about anything
3: (laughs) oh yeah i mean that's the thing is like time goes by you start realizing like Girl, girls that you're like, God, how did they find anybody? You're like, there's somebody for everybody that, and <laughs> that they were just themselves the whole time. And then the person like likes that. So then true. it just shows you, where you're like, I don't like being with that person, but they found somebody. It just showed where you, you're like, I don't know. I just remember like when I broke up with this, I had a long-term relationship and after I broke up, I was like, I'm never going to act like I like football. I'm not gonna watch people <laughs> play video games again. <laughs> I, anytime that stuff is like that happening, I'm doing my own thing. Like I don't, I don't want to live in that light. It's like time's so short that you don't want to waste your time with that. And then inadvertently, you end up being with people that like what you you know you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I
1: like that. Well, yeah. That's great. <laughs> that is a great note to end on. <laughs>
3: yeah, uh, I feel like we live our lives um, the way that we want to, right? Yeah.
4: Yeah, I'm
1: I, I like, mean right? Joe shits yeah. and shoes, so you know. <laughs> truly, yeah. you truly did everything you wanted to do before settling down. You know, right. really <laughs>
2: I feel I feel good. Yeah, we did it. <laughs> nice. Yeah,
1: uh, but uh, you guys are great. Thank you so much for coming on the pod. Um, all our listeners, you should definitely look up um, Sarah and Joe. Sarah's at s talamash, and it's in the description, and we got her tagged on everything. Go find her. Go follow her. And Joe's at Joe List Comedy which is spelled exactly how you would think. <laughs> yeah. No yeah. no qualms about it. Um, and both podcasts, again, we have the Vag podcast, which is Sarah's, which is also with Adrian Appalucci, who's a hilarious comedian. And Joe has Mindful Metal Jacket. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's a mouthful. <laughs> which I that podcast, that.
1: the focus <laughs> of that podcast is a little bit like anxiety focused, right?
2: Yeah, it's a lot of like, yeah, anxiety and stress and meditation and uh, it's a lot of therapy type. It's a lot. Of, it's a feelings podcast. It's really it's really good. I think, I think I think if you enjoyed this, you'll enjoy that. podcast.
1: Yeah. And our past guest, Stephen Rogers, was on his podcast as well. Yeah. So That'd be a great started a starter episode to anxiety guys we've had on. <laughs> 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 They're good buds. Uh, and I've listened to a couple of both of yours are both great. Uh, very much. Enjoy. them.
4: Thank you. Thanks. Anything Appreciate
1: else, Molly? It. We got oh, and the pod. Follow the podcast. We're yeah, at course. Shooters Got to Shoot Pod on Instagram, and I'm at Sparica, and I'm at the Guacamole, and this has been the Kitty's Titties. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs>